guys and welcome to Sounds Like NYC episode 57. Uh, our next guest cheated a little bit. Uh, he's a bilingual hip-hop artist from and performer originally from New York City, but he moved to uh, Oaxaca, Mexico in uh, 2019, right? That is correct. Yeah, uh, you know, having no friends and or family in a new city is definitely daunting, especially for an artist. Um, since the age of five, he's been interested in art, but didn't really see music as a passion until age 24 uh right now he uses his music to tell stories about intimacy and relationships you can find him on instagram at smiley no really uh please welcome smiley rojas nunez for having me <laughs> thank you for coming on yeah yeah man so so, so how is it in, in uh, mexico right now um well Right now, I'm on the Oaxacan coast. I'm in a small beach town called Mazunte. And to be honest with you, it's like living in the pre-COVID times, wow. which is why I'm here. <laughs> I was actually, I actually got to perform live last night, which was a very beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small town. There's like less than two, 3,000 people here. And COVID really hasn't affected this place other than the fact that not a lot of tourists are coming here. So there's that part of it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm in a bubble. Hmm. I mean, listen, I think that's the best thing about uh, this whole COVID thing. Less tourists everywhere. Yep. So New York City is spectacular right now. Uh, there's no, there's no, I always wanted to see it on the train. I like that. <laughs> What do you think uh, about Oaxaca, you know, drew you in as an artist? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I was born and raised and lived most of my life in New York. And um, when I started writing music in 2017 and I realized that I wanted to go deeper into it, Mm -hmm. I kind of just got this... um, this feeling that in order for me to be able to focus on this, and by this I mean music, I was going to have to leave New York because there was all these patterns and like habits that I was used to living in because of being, because I was born there, I was raised, I was programmed to function a certain way there. Um, And so I decided I wanted to move to Latin America because um i'm a native spanish speaker and i just wanted to be around more latinos Mm -hmm. and then i actually thought i was going to move to mexico city um because all my because i didn't know anything about mexico and all my friends were like yo mexico city mexico city that's where it's at that's where the artists are and um but when i went to visit in 2018 I didn't like it because it was too much like New York. And what I mean by that, it was like another big, massive city. Right. And I was like, I don't want to be in a big, massive city anymore. And I was just fortunate that I was like um, couch surfing at a, at, a, at a woman's house and she's Oaxaqueña. And she saw me kind of moping around her, her apartment and she's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, I'm looking for three things. A small place, like, you know, where I can walk most places a place there's an appreciation for art even if it's music and a place where it's sunny every day and she was like oh just move to Haka and that's how I decided to move here like on a whim never visited never didn't know anybody here I just went back to New York from Mexico I finished 2018 in New York and then 
in January of 2019, I moved here um, without ever visiting. Wow, that could just lie to you. You could just lie to me. <laughs> you stranded over there. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> she could have lied to me, but I was like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes in life, you know, certain people get put in your path and, and they like help to light that tunnel. So, mm-hmm. so just, uh, were you just feeling kind of like a general, I guess, fatigue over like, you know, New York City, over kind of like the hustle and the grind? Because I definitely relate to you on that end. Like, you know, compared to, uh, you know, compared to where you are now, yeah, New York City is cold, it's dirty, and <laughs> definitely harder, you know, very like hard to live in. You're saying like that's a bad thing. It's <laughs> it is a bad thing. It's terrible. Did you hear the uh, MTA officially made pooping on the subway illegal? Damn. Uh-oh. So why am I going to poop now? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> where are you going to take those dumps? Damn. Yeah. But um, yeah, speaking of like where you are now, sorry, I can't pronounce the name. But um, Masunte. Masunte, okay. So um, how's like the uh, music culture and the music scene over there compared to like New York City? Yeah, well, it's, it's a beautiful thing down here in Masunte. Um, it's a small beach town and there's a lot of like jam. So what that means is that like a bunch of musicians will get together and then they'll all just start playing. Like it's a lot of live instrumentation. My favorite thing, like to watch musicians perform live is like what I live for. And that's mm-hmm. like what I want to be a part of. So I, I've met a, 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 like a handful of people here who, um, who, who perform music and it's, it's like has this beachy vibe and a lot of positivity because also in Masunte, there's a lot of people who do like yoga, meditation, spiritual work. It's like so you've, got this, you've got this combination of people coming here to like connect deeper with themselves because they're mm-hmm. surrounded by this beautiful nature. And then that also attracts a certain kind of musician and a certain kind of music. So I've also been influencing my music because I'm a lyricist. And so I've been thinking more about the nature that surrounded by the positive vibes that I'm surrounded by and I'm like looking to incorporate that into my music you know when you introduced me you mentioned how you know like there's like a, a lot of themes about love and stuff like that and relationships in my music and that's how I started but since living here for the last two years of I've expanded what I'm speaking about in my music and being here in Masunta has definitely helped that and just connecting with people who are like just down to pull out a guitar and start playing in the middle of the street. And then someone will come with some shakers and then someone else will come maybe like with a hang drum or something like that, like a tambourine. Like it's just, it's a beautiful collection of energy. So how do you connect with artists in New City? Like how do you network? And in this, in this particular context, because Masunte is so small, like I said, there's like less than four, 3,000 people here. Like, I mean, I have the kind of personality where I go up and I say hi to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been one of the most beautiful things about living in Mexico that I think my literally my absolute favorite part about Mexico and the Mexican culture is that you walk by people and everybody says good morning, good afternoon, good night, you know? 
So, you know, if you're in New York and you're on the subway, you can't just like everybody's in their headphones, everybody's in their phone, everybody's doing their, everybody's going somewhere. And here in Mexico, it hasn't been like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I definitely understand what you mean, but I'm like such a New Yorker that I feel if, if you know, somebody just like approaches me or just like walks by and says like hi and whatnot, I, like, I expect that they want me. something from me. Yeah. Like, they're like they're trying to like size me yeah. up or something like that. So like, yeah, it must be so nice living in a place where you just have like a common trust for everybody around you. <laughs> yeah, man. Like being able to say, I don't know. I think that's been like the biggest change in my life person. And that being able to say good morning to everyone I see when I walk outside and have them not think that I'm crazy is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how one would get to that feeling. I, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. it's... Uh, so like uh, speaking of your music and kind of like the live instrumentation that's involved in it. I find that very fascinating because um, I, because I for one find that I love kind of like hip hop and rap with like a live band. Cause you know, when you know artists like Kendrick or whatnot, when they perform live, they're performing with a live band. And it's yep. really cool with, with, you know, your music, with your like actual recordings, how, how that kind of like live instrumentation plays into it. And I definitely appreciate you kind of like, you know, doing it from the offset. Cause I wish more, more, you know, rappers and whatnot would just do albums just like studio albums with mm. like live instrumentation because when they do it at, and like you know Carson and stuff like that it sounds so good and I just want more you know studio why do you recordings think people like don't that. do it why do you think rap, more rappers don't do that I mean I think every I think maybe it has to do with the culture of working with producers and like just getting you know like Maybe like fire beats, like, you know, you get some trap beat, you get any kind of beat. And it sounds so good because the production nowadays is so beautiful. Right. But I also think it has to do with like your level for appreciation for live music and instruments. Like for me personally, it's just a personal thing that I love live instruments. So I remember last year, uh, 2019, I went to my first music networking conference in New York. Um, the Latin American Alternative Music Conference. And that was my first time being in a setting where it was like, this is not like a hobby. This is like something that you do professionally. And everybody there was like a very serious individual. So that conference, when I returned to Oaxaca after attending that conference, it had like put a new, new sense of fire inside of me. And I was like, yo, what are my goals? And what is it that I want to do? And then I... I remembered, I was like, yo, you've always wanted to play with a live hand. Let's. Um, so I went out and I found a band. And then I gave these guys my music, just the recordings. And then they're like so talented that they were able to recreate it with their instruments. Oh, man, that's so great. then last year I did three performances, including my first festival with a live band. And yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to a concert, you kind of you kind of see the hierarchy in a sense. Like I've been to Kendrick's concert with the whole TDE and it's like the first set of guys just have, um, you know, the backing tracks. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets to Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar, they have the bands. Well, that takes a lot 
more effort, a lot more coordination, more money, more. It's a bigger investment. So that's actually why more artists don't do it because, you know, you don't want to be limited by the other people around you. You don't want to be dependent on other people around you. But if you find the right people and you just strive for it, like it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's worth the investment. Huh? Do you think it's worth the investment? Um, for me, yes, a hundred percent. Because I feel like my job as an artist is to have is to create an atmosphere where people can feel a lot of different things. You know, whatever the music causes to come up for you, like that happens. And I have just noticed that when I play with a live band versus when I perform solo, like. I have more power to create an atmosphere and a feeling. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So funny enough, we were actually like, we're researching you a little bit and we came across this story where um, you you were saying like, uh, you think people are full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like what's up with that? That's like very, that's like very interesting. That's so funny. And you just caught my you just caught my feelings in the last 24 hours no man i mean i don't know like so the reason why i'm here at this beach is because i've been following my intuition and following what the in my insides tell me i don't know my last 10 years since i went to college has there been a series of transformations like i remember that I, I majored in accounting But then coming out of undergrad, I didn't work in accounting. I I went to go be a volunteer in Nicaragua as an entrepreneurship teacher. And it was and and that's just because I was like, yo, you don't like accounting. So why would you spend any more time doing that? Then I came back from Nicaragua to New York and I worked at a nonprofit and I really enjoyed it. And I was comfortable. I was making good money. I liked my coworkers. But then I wrote my first song and I was like, yo, like music. Like, I think you need to pursue this, even though it's like difficult and daunting. Mm-hmm. And also like, I wanted to give up alcohol for some time. I wanted to give up eating meat for some time. And these were just things that were like inside of me. And then I just decided to listen to them. So when I say like, I think a lot of people are full of shit. It's just that I think that a lot of people don't take the time to ask themselves, like, am I comfortable where I am right now? But really, it's like, am I happy with who I am and what I'm doing right now? Because that's a very scary question. You might be comfortable, but not necessarily happy. So, you know, I think people move around. I think people are full of shit. They don't ask themselves these questions and they like live a lie. (laughs) That's very profound. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We saw that. I was like, well, I agree with you, but I want to see like what what your your two cents are on the subject. Um, <laughs> that's a very New York sentiment, I think. Yeah. Um, you you yeah. can take the boy out of New York. You can never take <laughs> the New York out of the boy. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing. It's just that I feel like people we are not even conditioned to ask ourselves these questions. You know, like in the United States, especially, it's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna. You're going to go to like a prestigious college. You're going to get some job. You're going to work as a consultant or something of that nature. 
and you're just doing these things because you're told that they're the things that you're supposed to do. Then you're going to buy a house. You're going to get into real estate, blah, blah, blah. But you're just kind of following a path that has been laid out for you. And a lot of people don't ask themselves certain questions. And I think that's the beautiful thing about being an artist or being surrounded by artists. It's kind of like you're trying to break out of that box in a way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I, I, I mean, I think right now might be a good uh, sort of time to maybe plug a song of his, um, you know, so listeners can, can get a better idea of like his music. Uh, what, what song do you want us to, to plug in, Smiley? Yeah, I would love for you guys to plug in the song called Estado Elevado. Um, I made this song in, co- in collaboration with a Oaxacan artist named Os Wiener. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my first collaboration with an artist here um, in Mexico. I rap in both English and Spanish on this track. Um, and there's a music video out for it on YouTube. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, it came out in August. I yeah, think. I, mm-hmm. I uh, love that. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, of course. So play it. <laughs> Se desploma, pero yo rimando Ellos me atacan, yo sigo cantando Nace la envidia ahora que estoy volando Sueños del ayer ahora se están logrando El mundo se desploma, pero yo rimando Ellos me atacan, yo sigo cantando Nace la envidia ahora que estoy volando Sueños del ayer ahora se están logrando Yeah, 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 ¿cómo están? Aquí estoy con el hecho que no voy a parar Aquí estoy con el hecho que ya voy a explotar Hey guys, welcome back to Sounds Like NYC. And um, you would have just heard um, can't even the latest it. sing, huh? You can't even pronounce it. Pronounce what? The What's it called? <laughs> Is that that I can't pronounce it? It's just that I just forgot what it's called. But anyway, welcome back, Smiley, to the, uh, well, not welcome back, but welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. And um, you just saw David chastise me, but um, yeah. So could you explain kind of like the background of that song and just how you collaborated um, with, uh, with what's his name again? Sorry. Oswiner, with Oswiner. So yeah, could you just like talk about the background of that song and like how it came to be? Yeah, it's actually a pretty dope story. And, and one, of, one of my other favorite things about Mexico outside of um, being able to say good morning to everyone is Oaxaca being a small city. Um, um, people are just very open and willing to collaborating and to making time for you. And what I mean by that is like in New York, you know, if we wanted to hang out, we might be like, yo, okay, next Friday, you know, a week from today, are you free? Um, but here in Oaxaca, it'll be like, for example, I wanted to learn how to cook. And when I first moved here, I went to a restaurant. I had some good tacos. I was talking to the chef. I was like, I want to learn how to cook. And then three days later, I was taking a lesson from her. Wow. You know? So with this track, Estado Elevado, what ended up happening is that there was an artist whose name is Boca Loja. And he's a rapper who's pretty well known. He's been rapping for over 20 years now. Um, he actually, I think, now resides in the Bronx. And he came to Oaxaca and I attended like a pre-event of his because someone had told me, yo, you should try to connect with that man if, if he's ever, you know, in the same city as you. And when I was there, um, all, the, all the people who came to the pre-event were like rappers, local rappers. 
and and everybody was playing their music um as he was arriving and i was like yeah i'm a rapper i'll play some of my stuff so then the folks there like they gave me props on the music and then we went to we went to the performance you know and all of these local rappers were the openers and then one of them asked me was like yo are you gonna perform i was like mm, i'm not on the you know i'm not on the i'm not supposed to perform and he's like, just ask the DJ if you got your if you got your backing tracks, just pass it to the DJ. And I got to perform that night. And then there was actually I'm I'm not trying to make this story too long, but they six there was six openers. I was one of them, and they asked the crowd to vote for your favorite opener so that the opener could perform one more track mm-hmm. before Boca Floja came on. And they voted for me. You know, I got the loudest applause. And the wild thing is, is that because I wasn't on the list of openers, the DJ told me, he's like, you have to perform first. I have to open it up for everybody. And so I got the loudest applause after the six performers. And when I performed, the room was half filled. So the people just vibed. The people who did get to see me vibed out so much that they were like, we want to hear this guy again. I'm not going to lie. I did feel like a gentrifier, um, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, everybody, all the other openers were local. So, uh, you know, that experience happened. Os Wiener was one of the openers and, you know, I was just doing my networking thing. I was like, yo, I'm, you know, I would love to collaborate. Like I, I just, you know, it's a, it's a, I'm a hum, I'm humble in that way. Like if you're trying to create something like I'm down, like, mm-hmm. and he was trying to create something. So he actually, in January of this year, he sent me the beat with the chorus already written and his verse written. And he's like, just throw on a, throw on a verse. And what I'm talking about in the song and Estado Elevado, and I'm flipping between Spanish and English is just basically how, you know, um, I'm saying how it doesn't matter what any of the negativity or any of the people who are around you who don't believe in you say, like, ignore them, keep on keeping on, keep on grinding, appreciate the people who do love you, and with that, you'll find success. That's the message of my verse. That's the message of the chorus. That's the message of that song. How is it different doing hip-hop in English versus Spanish? Like, do you think there's anything... Like, is there anything you think about consciously when you're mixing both languages in, in the song? Uh, for me, it's actually a way to cheat. And what I mean by that is that I'll be writing and it, I usually start in English. Um, try, but I've been getting more into studying to Spanish. But I'll usually start, whether it's in English or Spanish, I'll start and then I'll, I'll kind of run out of something to say. And then it's like I'm accessing a different part of my brain by going into English or by going into Spanish. So it kind of gives me room to create. Um, yeah, it's like it gives me a it's like padding for me. Like I'm like, oh, I'm stuck. Like, you know, I've written eight bars. Where do I go from here? And then like, well, what would I say about this topic if I was saying it in English? Or what would I say about this topic if I was saying it in Spanish? And then it like opens up a whole new world. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, like, I, I guess the reason why I'm asking that is because um, with with Spanish, uh, with, with Spanish, you know, just a language in itself, it's more like I feel at least it's more like staccato, uh, mm. like estado versus just state, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. I feel like that would sort of change the dynamic of the, uh, of the music itself. Yeah, it does change the dynamic of the music. And this has been a, been, this has been a beautiful thing about me um, keeping on this path of rapping is that, like, if you hear my first EP, um, which is titled Her Touch, and then you hear Estado Elevado, which was written two years after that EP, like, um, you can see that my flow is a bit different. I'm playing more with my voice. I'm playing more with, like, the different sounds. I'm accessing different sounds. So, um, yeah, I mean, when I rap in Spanish, it's, it allows me to access a different part of, like, my vocal range. And the same thing with English. You know, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you should only rap in Spanish or you should only rap in English. And for me, it's like I find that there are beautiful things about both of the languages that I can only do in that language. So that's why I love mixing them both. Awesome. Awesome. And um, if you see David has gone to uh, do some business, so you just have me for now. But um, yeah, that's great. I think, yeah, it's so cool kind of like being able to, you know, write and perform music in, you know, you know, two different two different languages and stuff like that and um i do something similar in terms of like lyric writing between you know english and japanese so i definitely understand where you're where you're coming japanese? from japanese yeah 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 what yeah but uh, <laughs> thank you thank you no but i'm not i'm not i'm not like good at it I'm not like good at it or, you know, or, you know, anything like that, but I definitely understand kind of like, you know, kind of your uh, point of view and stuff like that. And like, before we uh, end the, um, end the um, interview, would you just like talk about kind of like the things that you like miss, miss about New York city? If you know anything at all or. <laughs> L O L. Well, um, I'm really big into dance. Uh-huh. Um, Latin partner dances mm-hmm. and there's a particular dance it's called Fojo it's a Brazilian partner dance it's like if Salsa and Bachata had a baby Ooh, interesting. Uh, and I love that dance and I was and I was really in the Fojo community um, the, this little Brazilian community I was really a part of it while I lived in New York so I definitely miss that I miss, I miss dancing mm-hmm. um yeah, man. So that's like my biggest thing that I miss about New York, this community that's there. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about New York. Um, I studied abroad in Brazil in 2014. That's where I learned about this dance. And that's where I learned how to speak Portuguese. Ooh, so watch out because there, there are some Portuguese bars coming in some of these songs soon. Ooh, yeah. And, um, and, you know, I went back to New York and this little obscure dance, which is not the biggest or most popular dance in Brazil, I found it in New York. So that's the beautiful thing about New York, man. You travel, if you have an opportunity to leave New York or leave the United States and go to a different country and experience something, it's very likely that when you re- if you get a chance to return to New York, you're going to be able to find a little bit of that in New York. Oh, dude, I didn't even know there was like, I mean, it's kind of like obvious, but it's like very cool hearing about kind of like, you know, a certain type of like, you know, 
dance community like that? Because you never think about that when you like think about New York City. Like you know, most people think about music and fashion, but I guess mm. dance is also like a very important part of the uh, culture over here. So like, thank you for you know kind of like telling me about that. And um, sure. yeah, dude, it's been awesome talking to you. And like I said before, I really appreciate you know like. Uh, like the way that you like build your music and i'm definitely looking forward to to whatever you're gonna make next so like thank you for you know coming on the podcast thank you both for having me thank you for this opportunity to like reach a wider audience you know that's been um one of the biggest challenges for me like i'm i love the process of creating but then the process of marketing myself has been a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I'm super humbled that you would have me on your platform that we could speak today. Um, if it's okay, I'm just going to plug myself. Uh, my Instagram is smiley. No, really. That's also how you find me on Facebook and any platform. And then my website is smileyrojasnunes.com because that is my full government is my artist's name. <laughs> Dude, that's great yeah and like your website is also kind of like a cut above the rest like you don't see many many like you mm -hmm. know artists these days or like many artists like you that are starting to come up and stuff like that kind of like mm -hmm. have like a really good website but dude you did you did a a fantastic job on that uh pod i mean on that uh website I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate of course, it. Of course. Awesome. So uh, thank you again, everybody, for uh, watching and listening to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. And um, see you next time. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Much love yeah. from Mexico.